Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the words of comfort our Saviour Christ says to all who truly turn to him. Come to me all who labour and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Hear what St Paul says. This saying is true and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear what St John says. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Amen. Amen. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And so together we say, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you through our own fault, in thought and word and deed, and in what we have left undone. We are heartily sorry and repent of all our sins. For your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on you, forgive you your sins, and bring you to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray with one heart and mind. A collect for today, the fifth Sunday after Trinity. Almighty God, send down upon your church the riches of your spirit and kindle in all who minister the gospel your countless gifts of grace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The first reading is from Ezekiel. He said to me, Son of man, Stand up on your feet and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. He said, Son of man, 
I am sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been in revolt against me to this very day. The people to whom I am sending you are obstinate and stubborn. Say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are a rebellious people, they will know that a prophet has been among them. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 2. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it is in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading is taken from Mark, chapter 6, verses 1 to 13. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, you, O Lord. Lord. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offence at him. Jesus said to them, The prophet is not without honour except in his own town, among his relatives and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went round teaching from village to village. Calling the twelve to him, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, Leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. 
They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Today is the first National Thank You Day. It's been instigated to recognise the quiet, unsung moments during the pandemic that have made a difference to the lives of others. Sadly, for far too many, these have come from workers in the NHS, which is in part why it's been chosen to be today, on the eve of the birthday of the National Health Service. But it's not just NHS workers, though. Families, street, communities have been checking on each other. The desire is that we pause before we go too much further from the severity of lockdown and recognise those to whom we need to be thankful. So who do you need to thank for what they've done over the past 15 months? And how do you do this? Sadly, when we get a national day like this that has come from outside the church, um, our readings so often do not address the issues and our gospel reading is likewise that it doesn't feature thankfulness at all. In reality, there are two parts of it. The first is really the ending of a section that started with the appointing of the twelve. Jesus returns to the village he grew up in. And even though Jesus is fresh from quelling a storm, casting demons from a madman, healing an incurable woman and raising from the dead a young girl, he has no joy in Nazareth. We have a saying that familiarity breeds contempt, and that's certainly seen here. Jesus is just the boy that fixes things. He's the carpenter which in these times is not a skilled craftsman, but more like a jobbing builder. The naming of Jesus' brothers helps us to see that it's an ordinary family that he grew up in. There's little to suggest that he will become significant, that, that any of them will become significant in the early church. The irony is that Jesus is the one who fixes things, just not the things that they're used to being fixed. Jesus is going to fix the world. His announcement that God's kingdom is where he is needs to be made, but cannot be received if met with a wall of doubt. His lack of reception in Nazareth leads him to visit the surrounding villages. And this then becomes the model for the start of the next part of Mark's Gospel and the second part of our reading. And it really is quite unfortunately that the lectionary compilers, the, the folks who have identified which bits of the Bible to read when, have broken up the chapter of Mark in this way. Next week we'll fail to see that the bread that's the sending out is forming a sandwich around the death of John the Baptist. The way that the twelve are sent is reminiscent of the ministry of John the Baptist, a frugal lifestyle, requiring the hospitality of others to be received, 
in return for which the good news of the coming kingdom is shared. There is to be repentance, healing, and the driving out of demons. The simplification of our lives would be of benefit to the world and the environmental pressure that humankind has placed upon it. It also will lead us to trust on God more fully. It's likely that we are being called to repentance for our lifestyles before we're able to call for the repentance of others. The shaking of dust off the feet is a reminder that we're not responsible for how the gospel is received. Our responsibility is to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. When others reject the gospel, we mustn't take it as rejection of us that's personal. No, for us, the act of faithfulness is to recognise the kingdom of God around us and to announce it, just as the twelve did. Let us declare our faith as together we say. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Christ. Spirit, Amen. be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.